okay, a plan for your money. But what what I when I think about that, a plan or a budget, whatever word you want to use, it's simply just you saying, this is what I want to do with my money. Mm-hmm. It's not your money being in control of you. It's not someone else telling you what you should do. It is you getting to decide what you want to do. Right. And I think that's the challenge that so many of us have is, you know, we, we hear, oh, you should pay off all your debt really fast, or, oh, you should have a year's worth of savings or, oh, don't you dare think about doing this if you haven't done this. And so we have all these layers of what other people think we should be doing with our money. And very few of us women in particular have the courage to say, I get to choose. Um, it, you know, we, we tend to believe that other people know better. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else. You don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey, Moms Without Capes community. So today's guest is Katie Armstrong, and I met Katie through a coaching program that I am the client. And so Katie is another student in my group, and we have connected because we both serve women. And so today I've got Katie on the show and we're going to be talking about money because she's a financial guru. And I feel that the reason I have have asked her to be a guest on the show is because self-care, right? We talk about the five pillars and we talk about the physical, spiritual, emotional, intellectual, and social pillars. But what I don't include there is the financial pillar. And when we're taking care of our finances, that is self-care. It feels better. It helps us be more in control. And I know I talk about letting go of some of the control, but we can use money as a tool to help us live out our dreams, right? And that's a lot of what I talk about in the Moms Without Capes community is being allowed to dream and striving to achieve our dreams and and creating goals and um all that so that's why i decided to have katie as a guest on the show um i know i've done some episodes before about money so i think that this in this conversation that i have with katie definitely fits in with my mission to help moms live a better life and become their best version so without further ado here's the interview Welcome to the Moms Without Capes podcast. Today we have a special guest, Katie Armstrong. Welcome to the show, Katie. Thank you, Ani. So happy to be here. So Katie is a money mentor, financial coach, teacher, and speaker who works with ambitious women who are ready to steward their money in their business and life by creating a sustainable strategy, simplify their process, and build limitless confidence in their money habits and behaviors. With over a decade of experience in teaching and coaching combined with her own debt-free entrepreneurial journey and simplified life, Katie provides a unique service for her clients to help them slow down, map out their own joyful journey to financial freedom, and create a life that has way less stress around money. 
On today's show, Katie and I will be chatting about using your money to help you improve the quality of your life and live out your dreams. So Katie, I'm so glad to be diving into this conversation today, but why don't we start with telling us more about your journey and how you got to be where you are today? Totally. Um, gosh, I never know where to start <laughs> with that question, <laughs> but I'll, I will say that it has been a journey. Um, and I feel like I'm at that point in my journey where I see like these lifetimes that have already been lived, which is so wild. Um, just looking back at, uh, the years really. So before I started my, my business, um, working with women and their money, I was actually a high school Latin teacher and a coach and an academic advisor, a college advisor. I was a dorm parent. So I really lived um, in the education field for almost 15 years and loved that. I mean, it was it was a wonderful life, um, but it was just too hard to maintain for me um, when I had my two kiddos. And I'd always, I grew up with an entrepreneur um, for one of my parents. And so I always kind of lived this idea that I would get some experience in the real world and then I would start a business. And so I turned 35, I had two kids and that moment of, <laughs> if you don't do it now, you're never going to do it kind of hit where like, this is, this is that someday I'll start a business. Like someday was today. And I had probably 10 years, even a little bit more prior, gone through my own really hard money journey. I was working as a teacher, so really low income, just starting out right as a teacher. So super low income. I had student loans. I had credit cards. I had medical bills. And I was in this mindset and, and in this place that I was never really going to make a lot of money. I was always going to struggle with money. And it didn't make sense to me because I didn't feel like that's who I was. Like I, I thought I was going to be capable of really cool things. And I was going to do a lot in my life. And this reality of being 20 something and having bills and feeling like I was constantly behind, like just didn't add up was that I said it didn't align with how you felt and how you saw that you're like yeah totally so I got to the point where it was like I have to do something about this and it wasn't just money like my my health wasn't great relationships weren't great and money was the first thing that I really focused on and figured out and that journey and that transformation for me really was the catalyst for improving my health, improving relationships, improving how I showed up at work. It just, it improved my life. And so I know that a lot of people say like money isn't everything. Obviously it's not, but it touches everything. And my willingness to fix that part of my life opened up so many opportunities to improve other parts of my life. And I think it's such a unique experience that I had. And I'm seeing it with some of my clients now where they're starting to see success with their money. And it's scary 
because now they're facing this other part of them. <laughs> they look in the mirror and it's like, ooh, now I have to work on this. Or now I get to open up sort of this box. And it's fascinating how it can be such a catalyst for personal growth. So that's when I really experienced my own money transformation. And it was an obvious sort of next step for me, although my my Latin colleagues, my teacher colleagues thought, wait, you're going to be a Latin teacher and now you're a money coach? Like, that makes no sense. I'm like, no, really, it does. Like, I have experience. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I that's how I started um, working with, with women, with money. And I've been doing that now for almost five years. And I just absolutely love it. Now, do you work with women locally or virtually? Or how do you... I have women who live down the street from me. I have a client right now in South Africa. So like literally all over, all over the place. When I first started, pretty much everything was local and with COVID and 2020 and everything that came with that, I shifted online. So I still have a local aspect of my business, but pretty much the majority of what I do is online. And so I work with women all over the world. Okay. All right, so let's just dive into why is it important for moms to pay attention to what's going on, like money-wise within their households? Um, Gosh, there's a lot of reasons why. And I think the most important one, sort of the, the first thing that comes to mind for me is just stress. So if you do not have your finger on the pulse of money in your household, there's going to be stress, even if you don't feel it, (laughs) even if you don't notice that, okay, I'm not paying attention to money. Therefore I feel stressed. Like there's, there's not necessarily that connection point being made. Like even if you're not the one writing the checks to pay the bills each month and everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's a lot of gurus out there that'll say, you know, you have to, you know, you have to do this or you have to do this to sort of, um, to be in charge of your money, right? Like you have to be in control of your money. You have to be in charge of your money. And I think there's certainly an element of truth to that, but you, each family has to determine what works best for us, right? Who likes to make the plan? Who likes to pay the bills? Who like, right? So you and your spouse, if you're married or your partner or your family members, you don't all have to have the same amount of investment, time investment, energy investment Mm -hmm. in the money plan, But if you don't know what's going on, if you don't have those conversations, if you don't have some level of energy investment in what are we doing with our money and what is the priority right now and what are we working towards as a family, then you're going to feel stress. And it's, it's micro, it's going to the grocery store and just wondering, can, you know, can I afford to get these things that I want to get? And it's also on a bigger level, like, can we go on a vacation this year? Or how many more years do we have to work at this job? Or can I start this business? Um, Should I be paying off debt? Should I be saving more money? Like the big questions, those big unknowns can be exceedingly stressful if we don't have any kind of a plan or strategy around it. Right. So it sounds like a lot of it starts with just having that conversation and being curious. And even if you don't want to be the planner of it, you definitely need to be in the know about it. Sure. And I think, you know, if you are on your own, you do have to be a planner. I mean, you know, even if you don't want yeah. to be, like yeah. this is the kind of thing where it's like, 
even if it's not your um, your cup of tea, right, to sit down and look at money, look at numbers, what I find in my experiences is that doing it and often doing it with some support, with a guide, with, you know, a, a friend, someone sort of helping you, doing it reduces the stress around money so much that it almost becomes enjoyable, right? Mm -hmm. So getting started can make can actually make the process more fun. It's the sort of anticipation of it, I think, and the not knowing sort of what's going on, not really having a sense of what is money doing in my house. Um, that's what causes so much anxiety, but actually sitting down, looking at it, that can start to reduce the stress so quickly right. that it makes it easier to then say, okay, I'm, I I'll consider a plan. I'll consider doing this on a somewhat regular basis. Hey moms, can't catch a good night's sleep these days? I've got you. Sleep matters. And because it does, not getting the quantity or the quality you need can have detrimental effects on your health and well-being. To feel your best and not only to get through the day, but to have an absolutely amazing day, you've got to get the sleep your body and mind needs, which is why I developed Sleep Matters, a course for moms to help you take care of yourself and get the kind of sleep you deserve. In this course, I teach you cognitive and behavioral strategies used in the treatment of insomnia. We work to minimize the sleep worries, re-equate your bed with sleep, set you up with a sound nighttime routine, and establish an environment that is conducive to sleep. Don't waste another night tossing and turning. Enroll in Sleep Matters, self-care for the troubled sleeper. And finally, get your Z's. But I, I can totally see what you're talking about because my husband and I, we struggle with doing a, a budget. And we have done that, like, you know, there's months that we're really good at it. And then there's other months where we just don't do it. And I can notice the difference when we do the budget. It feels freeing. It feels like knowing like where our money's going and like the planning, planning it out on paper first and everything like there's a freedom that's involved with that. And that definitely alleviates a lot of the stress, even though we have the exact same money month to month. Right. It's just knowing that plan can help with with taking some of that stress away for sure. That's one of my favorite sayings is a budget is freeing, a plan for your money is freeing. And I think so many people, and I've actually used the word budget less and less in my <laughs> business. In my marketing it's scary. A lot of people are like, no, not a budget. Okay. Yeah. So many people don't like it. And I'm, I'm a money expert, not a marketing expert. So that was a hard fought lesson for me, <laughs> but, um, but really a plan for your money. But what, what I, when I think about that, a plan or a budget, whatever word you want to use, it's simply just you saying, this is what I want to do with my money. Mm -hmm. It's not your money being in control of you. It's not someone else telling you what you should do. It is you getting to decide what you want to do. Right. And I think that's the challenge that so many of us have is, you know, we, we hear, oh, you should pay off all your debt really fast, or, oh, you should have a year's worth of savings, or, oh, don't you dare think about doing this if you haven't done this. And so we have all these layers of what other people think we should be doing with our money. And very few of us, women in particular, have the courage to say, I get to choose. Mm -hmm. 
Um, it, you know, we, we tend to believe that other people know better and just like parenting. I mean, I know this is your audience, right? Just like with kids and with parenting, you always know what's best for your kids Mm -hmm. always. And it's the same thing with your money because your money is just an extension of you, your family, your goals, your dreams, what's important, your priorities. So something that I think is, you know, really important for a lot of moms, women, families to consider is that whatever our money goals are right now, maybe you do have a lot of unwanted debt that you want to pay off. Maybe you really do want to save some more money. That should never be the top priority for your money in a month. There's got to be something that unites your family that really grounds you as a family that should take the priority it might be your marriage right now maybe you're investing in your marriage it might be a child who needs a little extra attention it might be just family togetherness it might be health that we're focused on but money and the actual money goal should never be the top priority and so i want to you know this can just be giving permission right what is something that you reliably feel guilty about spending money on because you think you should be doing something else that someone else is telling you is important. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. Not making the money about the money be the top goal because that's you're comparing it to parenting, but I've always, I always think it's like, well, the budget or the plan for money in particular, I always think of it as like, you know, the dieting and what you were saying, it was popping back in my head when you were saying about like, you hear all these things, like what you should do or what you need to do and all those things. And it's, some of it's very conflicting. If you don't stop and ask yourself, like, is this my goal? Is this, you know, what is, what is my why? And bringing it back to your family and saying like, what do we want to do as a family and where should we focus our our money. So, okay. So talk about money being a tool to help us live out our dreams. You just, you just talked a little bit about that, but let's, (laughs) let's dive a little bit deeper. And like, as a mom, right. Cause my audience, my listeners here are super moms who struggle with putting themselves on their to-do list. And so many of them don't even, you know, they stopped dreaming a long time ago And they're so entrenched in the day-to-day operations of making sure like everyone else is taken care of. How can we use money to start bringing back our dreams or start, you know, do you know know what I'm trying to say? I'm trying trying to like think of the words of how to word that, but looking at our dreams. So I, I mean, the kind of my gut reaction and what I honestly believe is that money is not going to do that. Okay. Um, so there are some ways that I want you to think about money a little bit differently, but something that I do with my clients is when we start to look at money, a big, a big, um, one of my pillars of my business really that I teach is simplicity. So what I like to talk about is simplifying how you're spending your money, but also simplifying the space around you and simplifying your, your time, your calendar and the three really connect. So we are way more likely to steward our money well, to check in, to keep our finger on the pulse if we have an environment that isn't so distracting. Money is one of those things that is going to fall to the very bottom of the to-do list 
if you constantly feel like you are drowning in a pile of laundry or there's clutter on every surface or you can't find the bills or the mail or right like there's just this dread and anxiety because you don't even know where all the stuff is right so so that's that's almost like the first step and i do a lot of that work with my clients before we even say okay let's make a budget or let's look at a plan it's do you even like how do you feel about even approaching this topic and what do we need to do to make it easier and more enjoyable? And the other thing is the calendar piece. And this is a conversation we've had before. Like you have to find the time, but it's going to be a whole heck of a lot easier to find the time. If you know, it'll be an enjoyable period of time (laughs) and your calendar isn't stuffed full. So I really think about like, how can we simplify and create spaciousness, not just with our money, but also with our, our, our physical space and our time. The other thing too, that I notice is that when we declutter our physical space, I'm talking about like the, the clothes, the dishes, the stuff, the crap, like the surfaces, when that is cleared up, we have way less of a tendency to buffer to go do something else that's not as healthy for us to get that hit of like dopamine to feel better spending money is one of those things i mean how many times do you look at like the clutter and think i gotta buy another bin i gotta buy more organization (laughs) stuff i need to buy something to make this place look better no, you don't. You just need to like get rid of some get of, rid of the stuff that's, yeah, know, I realize like, buy I'm, things to contain like, it. Yeah. Like this is completely off the money topic, but that is, it's so tied to how we behave with money and mm-hmm. our emotions and try and like making ourselves feel better because hello, I mean, I was there and I noticed that shift when I was most stressed out about money. Um, gosh, at this point it was, you know, 15, 20 years ago. I would spend the weekends spending what I had and maxing out my credit cards. I would eat out. I would go to the outlets. I would like, I would just find ways to spend money. It was retail therapy. Yeah. It was how (laughs) I made myself feel better. And now I'm like, I stick my hands in the dirt. I go for a walk, like Mm -hmm. going, going and spending money. Does not make me feel good anymore? It doesn't make me feel better. It makes me actually feel kind of like if it's something that's not super aligned, right? If it's something that's not part of the plan, part right. of my, like, it just, it doesn't feel good. Nothing about it feels good. So um, anyway, I just, when you do start stewarding your money, when you do have a plan, when you are in constant conversation with your spouse, your partner, your family members about money, you are way less likely to take those sort of negative actions with money that maybe you are used to. So that was a lot in there, but, and I don't even remember the original question. <laughs> but I definitely was like, what was the question? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, but we do, we, I think it was how about living out your dreams, our dreams. Yeah. yeah. Hon- honestly, 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 I would start with just clearing your space and make time for the things that Ani talks about all the time, self-care. Money is self-care. Stewarding your money is self-care, I should say. So really creating the space that makes you take a deep breath and feel good, creating the space in your calendar that allows you to do things that matter to you, that make you feel better. 
Like that's where you have to start. And that's what, you know, the coaches, health coaches, money coaches, the the work that you do, Ani, like that's what we do. It's not just about the self-care. It's not just about the money. It is how do we find the, like, how do we find it in ourselves to show up? What do we need to do? What do we need to change and shift in our lives that actually allows us to show up? It's not going to be an alarm. It's not going to be, you know, like motivation and discipline necessarily. Like there's other things that we can do to cultivate these habits that will really be life-changing over time. Absolutely. Amen to that sister. (laughs) (laughs) For the first 10 years of being a mom, I told myself that I did not have the time to go out with friends or to learn a new hobby. I told myself that my focus now had to be on my children and they were my responsibility and my responsibility alone. I would feel guilty if I did anything fun without my children and husband, and I'd feel resentful since my husband seemed to just come and go without any of the kids even noticing. I, on the other hand, would get bombarded by my kids if I said I was going for a walk alone, so I stopped trying. I stopped making dates with friends, and I stopped knowing who I was. I didn't know how to ask for help, and I felt weak, and like I wasn't a good mom because I wanted it. I needed help, but I didn't know how to ask. I became a control freak, really, trying to control everything and everyone, because if things weren't in order, it reflected on me and my worthiness. I filled my plate. Boy, was I busy. I volunteered. I led groups. I got involved in everything. Looking back, I can see clearly that I was trying to prove my my worth, but really it was exhausting, and it led me to feeling like a failure because I just couldn't keep up. I fed myself all kinds of lies. I don't have time. I don't need that walk. I can do this alone. I thought that the world was going to fall apart if I did something I enjoyed. And I told myself this for so long, I actually stopped knowing what it was that I even enjoyed. Sad, I know. But can you relate? I felt trapped by my own excuses. But it wasn't until I started recognizing them for what they were that I was able to finally break free from them. I created a guide to help other moms break free from the lies and to start taking care of themselves. It took me 10 years. It definitely doesn't have to take you that long. I'll put the link to this guide in the show notes so that you can grab your copy and be on your way to breaking free from the guilt and start rediscovering who you are under that mom hat. So if there are moms that are struggling to get out of the paycheck to paycheck kind of life, what advice can you provide for them? So I think what we were just talking about, the simplifying piece is huge. When you simplify, you, number one, can see where you maybe have been spending money that really just doesn't make sense anymore. And I'm not talking about cutting out all the restaurants, cutting back on like every single cable channel or whatever, but there's undoubtedly going to be some things that you really don't need anymore. So taking the time to go through and just simplify how you're spending your money. Other things would be look for opportunities to create some spaciousness. So when I say that, when I talk about money, I mean savings. And when you go through that simplifying process, this is very straightforward and kind of obvious, but you can just sell some stuff, right? To kind of create a little bit of spaciousness. Now, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and I'm sure there are some entrepreneurs who are listening as well, But we really, you know, the paycheck to paycheck or client to client cycle, so much of that happens when we are 
accounting for what we did last month and resisting <laughs> planning the coming month. So I talk so much about what is your plan for the next month? We're recording this in the middle of September. So I'm asking my clients right now, okay, what's happening in October? What's the plan for October? What, you know, at the end of October, how will you know you were successful? And when we do that, we actually find that we're not as paycheck to paycheck or client to client as we thought, because we haven't done anything with that money yet. It's when we account and look back at what we've done and we didn't have a plan in the first place, money loves purpose. So if there's no purpose for the money, it's just going to find a way out. It doesn't want to hang around if it doesn't have purpose. So when we put purpose to it and we plan the month ahead, even if we don't stick to the plan perfectly, who does? Like, I'm not expecting that of anyone, mm -hmm. but we are way more aware of our actions we're way more intentional. Our money responds because it truly does love that purpose. And so we find that there, there actually is usually more margin than we realize. So that combined with simplifying what you're currently doing, looking for opportunities to bring in a little extra money to create that spaciousness. Now we have breathing room and compounded month over month. It just gets easier to sort of create more and more distance between you and life in whether it's a little bit of savings or the ability to pay off a small debt to then create, you know, get that money back in your budget. Um, so those are just a few ways. Those are the easiest ways to get started. There's also like, you know, a lot of people say, oh, just get another job. That's not as easy. It's not, right? always, it's not like, always realistic. That's a yeah. big shift. Yeah. That's right. not realistic all the time. So um, really focusing on what's coming up and creating a plan around that is one of the best ways to start to break that cycle. Okay, you've given such such great, you know, ideas and ways to get started with getting control of your money and really, you know, being intentional with your money and being a good steward of it. So, Katie, what is your go-to practice for self-care? You mentioned putting your hands in the dirt, dirt, going for a walk and, you know, of course, making sure that you're taking care of your finances. So yes. What's your go-to way? So I live in New Hampshire. So like Ani, I live in a place where there are very distinct seasons. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, right now, my favorite thing to do is to take a walk in the morning. So I live on a river with uh, like an old um, railroad trail, a rail trail is what it's called here. And so I've got this beautiful sort of walking path in my backyard along a river. So I've been spending the mornings out there with my coffee. Um, it's funny. I always see people like running or biking and I'm just like quietly strolling. <laughs> with my... along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's totally fine. So I'll do a little bit of visualization and meditation while I'm out there. And other than that, it's just being outside as much as possible. Um, and that's something that I've been really thinking about when the winter comes, how can I get outside more? My kids are old enough now that I don't have to be with them all the time. So winters were hard for me for years because I was stuck inside with young kids. If it got below zero, it was hard to get them outside. And so now I'm really focusing on what are my strategies for the winter to get out, to snowshoe, to cross-country ski, to just hike in the woods, and really being intentional about that. So outdoors, big time. I, I do love to garden too. So in the summer, I'm out pulling weeds. 
That's pretty cool. <laughs> do, do you have a book that you can recommend? Okay, books. Um, I yes, I definitely do. So my favorite book right now for all women is called Plain Big by Tara Moore. And it is just phenomenal. It it changed. I mean, I all books can change your life in incremental ways. This is definitely one where there are snippets within the book that I think about on almost a daily basis. Um, and I can't say that about a lot of books. So definitely check that one out. I think I actually saw that I was at the library for perusing the shelves the other day and I saw that one on there. I'll have to go back and check it out. It. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. And then finally, where can listeners find you? But well, before we get to that, you have a challenge coming up you for if there are any entrepreneurs that are tuning in today to this episode share a little bit about that and then you also have a free gift for the listeners yes yes i do so the challenge is called scattered to ceo and this is for women who really want tangible ways to make their business a bit more recession proof and to just feel like a ceo with your money in your business so join me for that we start october 11th and the free gift is for everyone. It is a fun quiz. I love quizzes. And then a video where I walk you through the quiz and give you all the answers. Because if you're like me, you don't want to just know your answer. You want to like know the answer to all the possible options. So it's kind of a fun mind map quiz. And then a video of me walking through the whole thing and sort of explaining how I came to these results. So if you're interested in that, it's called What's My Money Focus, which basically shares my sort of how I would walk you through your next best step with money if you were my client. Awesome. So you'll be able to find that in the show notes of today's episode. So where can listeners find you, Katie? All right. So the best places to hang out are in my Facebook group, The Simplified Business, Money Habits for Women Entrepreneurs, or you can check out my podcast, which is called Messy to Magnetic. And it's a unique podcast. It is my coaching sessions with one of my clients. So our raw unedited coaching sessions where you can really follow the behind the scenes experience of a woman and her money and business and life and how I coach her through it over six months. That's awesome. Well, Katie, thank you so much for joining us today and coming on the show. You are so welcome. Thank you, Ani. Before we go, I want to share with you a little bit about the Moms Without Capes Facebook community. This is a great group of women who are, they're all moms. Well, we're all moms and we're all working on retiring our super mom cape and recognizing that we don't have to do all the things. And so in this group, we have lots of events each month. And one of the events that's coming up is the Moms Without Capes book club. And so our first meeting is actually tomorrow morning, October 6th. But this is something that we're going to be doing all winter. And so I plan on doing six months and we're going to choose a book each month. And I'd love to have you join us. So these are going to be... Uh, varying selection of books. It's all voted upon by the members of the book club and it's happening inside the Moms Without Capes Facebook group. So if you're interested in joining us, maybe, well, you could join us tomorrow. We're reading Untamed by Glennon Doyle. So you can always pop in, especially if you've read that book or if you want to join in the discussion and learn what the book is about, come join us anyway. But you can also 
plan on being with us or joining us the next month. So for November or whenever you're listening to this, come join the Facebook group because then you'll be in the know of all the different events that we hold in that group. So that's it. Check out the show notes for the link for the group. And I hope to see you inside. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Capes podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes. So send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.